Hello, everyone. Chaplain Philip with you again. In Romans chapter 12, verse 18, the Apostle Paul gives us this advice. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. The events of the last year, including what happened on January 6th at our nation's capital, has shaken all of us. I want to address a painful subject because as Christians, we must look very carefully at this matter. If you're a human being, you will inevitably find yourself in disagreement with someone on a regular basis. That's a given. That's the reality of life, living in an imperfect world where we need to make decisions based on incomplete, imperfect knowledge. Every day we make choices, some big, some small, but unless we choose to remain paralyzed by inaction, we must make choices. Those choices often will lead us into disagreements with others, even those whom we love, because they may disagree with our views, they may disagree with our choices. The difficult thing for us to remember is that sometimes our views and our choices will be right, but sometimes they'll be wrong. That is true for all of us. Do we have the maturity and the grace to accept this reality? Most importantly, how do you respond? How do you relate to other people who disagree with your choices, with your belief system, with your views on life, with how you raise your children, with your politics? The reason why I chose to share this topic with you today is because it is so very important. It defines our relationships with others and it defines our walk with Jesus. We live in a deeply divided world and a deeply divided nation. We have a new president. The election of this new president caused much rejoicing among many and deep anger and despair among others. I'm not here to talk about your politics. I am here to talk about how we live in this deeply divided world, this deeply divided nation of ours right now, and how we live with each other. The despair I feel is how those who were once friends now are enemies. It's become an accepted strategy of one side to demonize those on the other side who may think differently than they do or take a position that's different than theirs. On June 16, 1858, after being nominated by the Republican Party to the U.S. Senate, Abraham Lincoln quoted Jesus in Matthew 12, 25, when he said, A house divided against itself cannot stand. He was talking about slavery, but his words ring true for all positions that create anger, animosity, or violence. We cannot survive as a nation, as a church, or as any organization for that matter, if we stand angrily, violently at odds with one another. Our precious democracy works best when it embraces the tensions of differing points of view. Notice I said tensions of differing, point, differing points of view. When it's done with thoughtful, respectful dialogue, it enables both sides to see a clearer picture of reality. Conservative, liberal, progressive, moderate, 
Those on the left, those on the right, the Green Party, states' rights, strong central government, these terms, these varied views are not new. They've been with us in one form or another ever since the founding of our nation. Our three branches of government are designed as checks and balances to be in tension with each other, to ensure that the voice of the minority is heard and respected by the majority. When we stop listening to one another, when we attempt to force everyone into a single mold, into a single viewpoint, we become an autocracy and a dictatorship. Let me share an innocent, non-threatening difference of opinion to illustrate my point that Janelle and I often engage in. I love onions in my tossed salad. She doesn't. She loves spinach and feta cheese on her pizza. I can't stand the taste of either one. But I have a saying I love to share with her, and I'll share it with you. Even though I may not agree with you, I'll defend to the death your right to think differently than I do. I have strong opinions. She has strong opinions. But that's okay. The discussions we have help us both see the other side, and it draws us closer as we respect and honor what is important to both of us, not just to one of us. In the book of Acts, chapter 15, the early church, Christian church faced a dilemma. As the Gentiles accepted the gospel of Jesus, there was much rejoicing. However, Jewish Christians wanted the new believers to be circumcised, to start observing all the rituals that were still important to them. It could have torn the infant church apart. Thankfully, the Holy Spirit moved upon the council that was held in Jerusalem as Paul, Barnabas, and Peter spoke of how the Holy Spirit had come upon the Gentiles and as they accepted the gospel of Jesus with great gladness. With God's promptings, the council decided to only place upon the new believers what was most important, and a great schism was avoided. Here's what verses 28 and 29 say. It is the decision of the Jerusalem Council. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Such wisdom. Can we engage the Holy Spirit today to bind our hearts together? To love each other regardless of differences we will inevitably discover in our midst? I hope we can. Otherwise, the gospel message will be silenced. Paul and Barnabas were good friends, and they worked together on many missionary trips. But they had a falling out over young John Mark, who left halfway through a missionary journey, and Paul was upset with him. This disagreement between Barnabas and Paul was so sharp that they never worked together again. I'm sure God was saddened by what happened. It is true that Paul at the end of his life admitted that John Mark was someone of value and could do good ministry. But for most of his life, John Mark and Paul did not work together and he and Barnabas were in distant were distanced in their friendship. I hope we can learn from their mistakes and let the Holy Spirit move us in such a way that our differences 
our views, our politics, preferences become an advantage, not a hindrance. I urge you to listen carefully to the words of the song, Come to the Table by Sidewalk Prophets. Please note all the differences in those who respond. It's important for us to embrace differences, just like Jesus does. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip, and as always, may God bless you today.